0: Welcome to Multi-Multi, the podcast where we talk about the multitude of multi-site student ministry. I am Joe Crabb, somewhat sitting in in the host role for our good friend EJ Swanson, who will be uh, hopping in here at some point in time. But I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mrs. Kimberly Schuler.
1: Greetings.
0: And back joining us here is a great friend of the show and a great friend of mine, Mr. C.T. Elton. You're not kidding, man, we are
2: close. Good to be here.
0: Yeah, C.T. is one of the student ministry staff members at one of our campuses called our Romeo Campus, uh, and he's joining us today. We're actually gonna be switching things up here and taking some time to answer some of the questions that have come in through social media, whether Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, that you guys out there who are also in a multi-site contest have, t- context have asked. And a big thing that we get asked a lot of times is, um, and we'd love to hear from. Uh, one of your campus guys, uh, what some of the things that you guys have talked about from game plans to communications to meeting, what it looks like and how they implement it on a campus level. Uh, And so that's one of the blessings we have here at Woodside is that we we are 14 campuses. We have a 15th campus that is in the hopper. And within that, we've got all sorts of different contexts of ministry uh, that happens. CT, will you share a little bit with the listeners, uh, your campus, The context of ministry you find yourself in from uh, social demographic, size of church, size of student ministry, and yeah, just go from there. Anything pertinent for the conversation today?
2: Yeah, the Romeo campus is on the northern edge of the Detroit metro. The urban sprawl has reached that town within the last 15 or so years. Uh, So my wife, who grew up in a suburb closer to Detroit metro, used to say Romeo was way out there and way in the country, and now we're just as connected to the Metro as, as any other, uh, towns, but, but we're, we're still a solid 45 minutes from downtown Detroit. Um uh, you know ethnically we're like 95 plus percent white uh so pretty the same across the board there there's some socioeconomic differences within the town and the people we reach um and we have anywhere from 650 to 850 on a typical sunday um easter and christmas 1100 plus as far as the amount of students that consider our high school and ministry uh, and our middle school ministry like their student ministry Right at 100, um, so uh, of our core, so yeah, it's 100 that's 100 middle school
0: and high school students combined. total. Correct. How many small group leaders do you have?
2: Uh, for middle school, we have eight to nine, for high school, we have five.
0: Okay, yeah. uh, and Romeo has been a campus now for about six years five, six years.
2: This fall will be six,
0: six years. Yep. Uh, And I believe when it came on as a campus, there was, it was probably around 225, 250.
2: Yeah, that's right. It's been steady growth, about 100 people a year the last six years. So, and this, the summer has ramped up. And so it looks like it's going to happen again. Uh, so we keep waiting for that to stop Um, but people are moving out there homes are being built people like having a little more space and so we really just open our doors we barely do any outreach they just show up um so something we are rethinking as far as how we can really engage but right now we're building a bigger building just because we open the doors and they come
0: yeah it's exciting thing that this past year got approved and work began to to happen at least in the planning stages to add on to the building out there so a very exciting time and yeah. it is a very interesting demographic uh, I mean area because a lot of times you just hear of a town like some of you listeners you hear you think of Detroit uh, and you automatically have a, a certain thought in your head of what Detroit looks like the stories of Detroit throughout the year uh, and even when we're when we're here we think Romeo a lot of people think farm country mm-hmm. uh, which it's on the edge of you said the mm-hmm. the sub the suburban sprawl yeah and then you go a few more miles east or north, definitely is farm country, yeah. but you've
2: got a mix of of all. Uh, really, it is like a town and country feel, um, which makes our campus a really family atmosphere. That's the thing that people always say, first take is just so tight. Um, but yeah, we do have a student who drives his tractor to our student ministries <laughs> on Wednesday awesome. night. Um, but then we also have some students <laughs> who, you know, you could mistake for being in the Detroit campus. So it's... All over the map. That's
0: I I I love that. That's because I was to say when I went to Romeo for a Sunday morning service, I I think I counted fifteen trucks just parked. One right after oh, the yeah. other, and like actual trucks, not the. Yeah. Uh, I think I have a truck, like, but the
2: I'm I'm hauling stuff kind but, of truck. Yeah, not so. the blend, the SUV truck. Yeah, now we got legit trucks, and <laughs> I drive a Civic, a four door, a four door Civic, and uh, our campus pr- pastor drives a Prius. Oh wow! So we get mocked a lot. But. <laughs> That's it shows hilarious. our humility. Yeah, especially in
0: the the very much the Motor City uh, moniker still lives strong for many individuals. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. Yeah. It's a shame.
0: Uh, so, one of the things we're talk about, and, you know, as we guys have shared over the past couple episodes, Woodside has moved over the last couple of months from a main campus model of multi site ministry, where the main campus, generally the first campus or the and uh, the largest campus, is the campus that's responsible for resourcing and equipping all of um, the, the various departments, whether it's kids or students, arts on down. And that's looked differently across departments. And the nice thing with the central model that we're moving towards is that they'll be given leadership across uh, each one of those desp- departments and hopefully uh, even more and more alignment uh, in the years to to come. Uh, and so students, though, um, what's one of the things that we have aimed to do very well is be aligned, be structured beyond the same page while at the same time balancing uh, freedom and uh, within the context to to do ministry. And so CT is at one of our campuses uh, which went from perhaps a a small, medium-sized church Mm -hmm. to a larger church over the last couple of years. Uh, I am at our Troy campus, which was the main campus, uh, the first campus, uh, which is around 4,500 people, 5,000 people, weekend attendance, around 350, 400 students, Students involved in student ministry, uh, and so th- I, we had kind of set what would be the the standard of what student ministry looked like. Kim and myself. Now Kim moving to Central, um, but knowing a lot of times that that looks to be the example, or when you are the main campus model. You're producing ministry for yourself, and then say, "Hey, let's think about how this is replicated across the campuses." And so, I think a lot of people are in that tension. Yeah. Uh, what does it look like for some when it can't look like for others? Really, I think one of the things we'll discover, even in this conversation here briefly today, is that there is there is highlights and pros and cons. There are things that CT is able to do that I am not able to do. Because of context and size that are really a win for his campus. Uh, And how do we, how does Central now help champion that? And so, we're just going to go through some of the questions that got thrown our way uh, cool. and just want to give a little paint, paint the picture a little bit for, for the conversation here. So here we go. Let's hop into it. Uh, first and foremost, CT, one of the questions that came in is share how you use or adapt or don't adapt uh, what, what is done at one of the larger campuses?
2: Yeah. I mean, a first thing that's super practical is budget, Right. Um, you know, the Troy campus, understandably slow, so is operating on a larger budget than we are. So there's, there's just budget realities that, you know, um, can find what you're able to do. That doesn't necessarily mean you do less. It just mm-hmm. means you do less, uh, you do more with less. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that's something you obviously have to think through. Um, and then what you, you know, as far as your, I hate to use this term, but human capital, you know, what can you pull off with the support staff you have, with the volunteer staff you have and for yourself. Um, I have other responsibilities responsibilities at our campus. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of dual rolled as an associate pastor and student ministry. And so, um, there's things that, um, I can't do as, as much and try to, uh, delegate to other people to, to do for me. Um, so those are a couple just practical realities that, that can find you, um, actual capital money and then human capital. I think another thing is to think about, um, you know, and, and not to feel like you have to. I mean, what, what they do here at the Troy campus is is super fun, super impressive, big and loud and awesome. And my students enjoy it when they come. Romeo is more low key. Um, it's a it's a smaller town. As we said, it's influenced by the fact that it's surrounded by farms. And so they show up and they don't expect to see at Troy what um, what to see at Romeo, what they see at Troy. And so we kind of embrace that um, and and try to enjoy both halves of it. So that would be one thing is don't feel like you have to do it.
0: Yeah. Now, what are some of the things that you feel like they would see? Like how often do they actually see something that you would say is Troy, so to say? Like when are, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, So definitely, you know, our multi-campus events, uh, our mission trips um, are the, are the main things. So we have, you know, at least, I'd say at least six times a year. Um, and then we have some students who do Troy stuff just cause they have friends that they've made on mission trips or at other retreats or at school and they, you know, come to something at Troy. So I'd say at least six to eight times a year for our average student.
0: Yeah. Can, will you talk a little bit about what are the quickly, what are those six to eight things that we do in a year, uh, mm-hmm. together and how many of them is, are at the, the Troy campus?
1: Yeah. So we do retreats, uh, one high school, one middle school, and by one, I mean one per year. Um, but the middle school weekend is over two weekends and the high school weekend is currently at one in process of, in hopes of, um, you know, dividing up into two because of growth and, uh, size. And so that's one opportunity right there that, um, they will see, you know, the level of a larger campus feel at times. Um, the multi-site events uh, throughout the year, we usually do about two of these. Um, one fall, one spring for middle school. High school is roughly about the same. Um, we've switched it up from event and conference and, um, you know, getting a rhythm in there. Um, and then mission trip during the summer, Hope Week is another point that they will see uh, just the different campuses all coming together and get more of the feel of the lights, the worship, the experience, the production uh, that Troy may see weekly compared to most campuses.
0: Yeah, and so I think that in, in within it, the only ones that really generally happen at Troy are the multi-site events so Correct. like for middle school in the fall we do one called
1: glowasis which is
0: a glow in the dark party yep and then we've done a conference before for high school students um and we've done other things but it sometimes it's been here sometimes it's been at our Lake Orion campus mm-hmm. which would be our our second i believe it's our second largest campus i believe so i uh, so that that kind of sets that framework there mm-hmm. one of the things i like about it is that um like Hope Week is off-site. And so mm-hmm. it doesn't have just a tie to just being Troy. Correct. Retreats obviously are are at a, at a campground, so it doesn't have just that feel of like, oh, or Troy.
1: Another Troy event mm-hmm. or another yeah. thing being put on by the large campus. Yeah. Oh, this is what they get to experience all the time. Mm-hmm. More or less, I think it's created an expectation of like, this is the body, the student body, and we get to experience this together at Timberwolf this yeah. is what we get to go together and experience. And I mean, I could, I'm speaking from a different perspective and CT, you probably could have more to say on that.
2: I think a good thing for central folks to keep in mind is one, I love what Kim and Joe have done is they've not done, they don't do everything at Troy. You know, they try to be intentional and go off site, make it feel less Troy-like. At the same time, uh, students from the Romeo campus show up and they'll I would say, I don't want to say large majority, but close to a large majority are Troy students. And so a student interacts with another student, hey, where are you from, Troy? And the next student, hey, where are you from, Troy? And mm-hmm. on and on. So that makes it feel like a Troy thing. Yeah. And um, makes it easier for Romeo students to feel like it's not our thing, it's Troy's thing that we're here with um, and so you know from a central point of view and from that main campus point of view you just want to think really well about you know just keep that in mind and think really well how can we utilize our campus leadership to be a part of this event whether it's having them preach lead in games host whatever yeah, so that those uh, smaller campuses can see their leadership and be like hey there's my guy he's on stage he's yeah. leading us when you when you have large group game uh during your session or whatever make sure you intentionally don't just bring up students all from the central camp the main campus bring you know make sure you you call up students from the other campuses so they can have somebody they can cheer for
0: yeah and never 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 do the hey Everyone from Romeo, cheer. No. Everyone from Plymouth, <laughs> cheer. Everyone from Troy, cheer. No. It
1: quickly, quickly divides the crowd. <laughs> yes, And, and sets call. the tone of like, oh, so there's only five from that campus. Yeah. And Woo! 200 from Tro- or like Troy, Lake Orion, or whatever it may be. And yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, a tone I was, you don't want to start off
0: with. Yeah, and it's a tension that we are mindful of. And I think the best thing to this is a reality uh, within within our context, within our team. And I get a lot of multi-site churches, it's that same reality. So how do you downplay perhaps how do you downplay the differences and upplay the things that we have in common? Like, because the truth of the matter is, is that they're all high school students and they're all there to interact with Jesus. Yeah. Whether they're from Troy or Romeo or Farmington that's, that's a smaller part of the conversation. Uh, and I think some of those things that you share of like, hey, representation in public places, whether it's student involvement in a mm-hmm. game, staff involvement uh, from stage, mm-hmm. uh, what are some of the things that you, have, that you have done or you've seen other guys on our staff do well that help make uh, Woodside feel more one church?
2: Yeah. Uh, one more thing that we should include other campuses in is the video recaps. Yeah. Uh, we need to tell our videographer, your, your photographer, make sure you go out of your way to, to get some other campuses in there because um, just naturally you're going to hit 60 to 70% of the students you hit are gonna be Troy students. So try to mix it up a little bit more so they can see themselves, so they can see their friends from these smaller campuses.
0: And when you guys are hearing us and we're using our campus specific language of locations, cause it's easy for us to say yeah, so. excuse me. But no, you're good. Mm-hmm. But for them to think through like, yep, hey, that's, what is it, what campus name is that for, for us? So like, feel free yeah. to, to input that along the way. But that is true. Students wanna see themselves. Mm-hmm. We want students to be seen. Like you wanna see yourself, you wanna see your friends. That's gotta be a bad <laughs> feeling. Yeah, just you helps, you, helps you helps yeah. you own it.
2: And we'll show the recap video on Sunday yeah. morning and then you don't see like hardly anybody from your campus. So yeah, just talk to your videographers. Um, another thing is, is to not give up on the multi-site events. You know, you may be at a smaller campus, even smaller than mine, you know, 200 people with only 30 people in your student ministry. It can be easy, I think, to give up on those multi-site events because your students go, they feel ostracized, they feel like they don't belong. Um, but stick with it. I think over the course of time, your students will become comfortable. They will make friends. They will start to meet some of the other student ministry pastors and feel like, man, these are my people. These are my guys. Guys, don't be discouraged the first thing you go to. None of your students want to go. They feel like, I don't belong. You know, stick with it. They'll get the vision. And it is a beautiful vision when you start to see your students connect with other students across the city and with other student ministry pastors. Yeah, I think that you have uh, you have
0: to highlight the wins within it and CT just kind of hit on that as well. Guys, this is awesome. Isn't it awesome to know that there are other middle school and high school students who have that same heart and mm-hmm. mind as you. They want to they want to love Jesus and love others with that same type of love. They want to see the world changed by the gospel. And a big part of what helps in building those relationships and setting that framework I think has been mission trips. Mm-hmm. I think there's an, an end of it where we, we can be more intentional and inviting in aspects for multi-site events or for retreats, uh, but mission trips because they're really, whether it is a local mission trip like what we just did in hope week or whether it's when you, know, you have two or three students from your campus who go to Haiti, mm-hmm. we only take 25 plus students to Haiti. And so like percentage wise, you know, there's not like, oh, there's 160 from one campus and 20 from another. It's 10 from one campus, maybe eight from another, five from another, two from one. And it gives them an opportunity to really build more relationship and set that framework. And then it's those students that you need to champion when it comes to like, a multi-site event or even that, that philosophy, that vision you're trying to cast of, guys, we are one uh, we are one church here. And isn't it amazing that the gospel is going forth in Romeo and Troy and Warren and Royal Oak and, and all around Metro Detroit. So that's something you have to consistently, you know, language shapes culture. Yep. And that's something that you have to consistently keep in front that helps alleviate that tension when it does come mm-hmm. to that multi-site event. Yeah, well
2: said. That I've seen this playing out in our campus with our students right now, so I couldn't say it better.
0: And I think it's a benefit too for this. guy. isn't it awesome? We get to do this. And I think like CT, you hit on it in a prior episode you were on when talking about retreat, saying, man, this feels like Woodside. Like mm-hmm. this feels like my like I'm invested in it. And on our uh, on the, on the central end and as a team, holistically across the campuses, it's then how how do we make this feel more one church, even regardless yeah. of the percentage of students who are here from a particular campus. Uh, and so I think that's, that's good. We talked a little bit about events. And I, again, I think contextually, you talked about, hey, there's some things that maybe your larger campus can do that a smaller campus can't do. What are some of the things that you have done, CT, at a smaller campus, so Mm -hmm. to say, Mm -hmm. that I couldn't do, or like you've done because of your context, that has been a win for your campus, that has helped with growth, whether relationally, quantitatively, qualitatively, whatever it might be. What is one thing that sticks out to you?
2: Something I could do at my campus that you couldn't do at your campus. Or couldn't do well. Yeah. As, yeah, yeah I, I think it's the the flashy stuff. Um, and I don't mean flashy like superficial. You know, I, I mean just like the big shock value, like, oh, my gosh, that was crazy. We shot fireworks at midnight. You know, we had a slip and slide a mile long, whatever. You know, those are the, some of the things. just like, you know, I can't do on my own. I just don't think like that. Um, and and so those those things for me to try to do it would just be stupid. Like I would set a farm on fire or something, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and ruin the town. Um, so it's just like I don't. I just embrace that we're more low key, we're more laid back. And if we came to Troy, we couldn't do that as much because we don't know that space. If we went to Lake Orion, we couldn't do that as much because uh, we don't know that space. And so I try to embrace the fact that it's there is a family feel there. It's comfortable. Students don't feel like they got to come with you know their best outfit with their makeup on or whatever they feel like they can come and basically their pjs you know and not slob out but at the same Mm -hmm. time not feel like they got to impress anybody um whereas there there have been times where they've come to troy and they felt like um you know i gotta dress up i gotta do this and take some time to get comfortable there so yeah that's what i try to embrace about us
0: Kim, is there anything that you've seen in your role as central director of a campus doing something well, uh, regardless of they, they, size, because of their specific context or community, uh, regardless of size, that you've seen them just pull off very well that just helped them win as a student ministry and as a campus?
1: Yeah, I think too, like the Farmington Hills campus, they, um, as a campus, they have just different, um, initiatives or they take on different things that the students are a part of. So holistically as a campus, they are doing a service project on a weekend, um, that is bringing in not only the students, but their parents and they are serving all together. So, you know, having the opportunity at a smaller campus to pull that off where, here, it would be much more difficult at a larger campus, um, to possibly pull something off of that size. And then in what community, because we pull from so many, um, but the Farmington Hills campus, uh, they do like serve at the pump or, you know, they fill other people's cars up with gas and, uh, as a family, but with students and kids and parents, um, do that well. Um I think to like Lake Orion campus that they can pull off a barn party as a whole church. Um and I think I lean towards more of like uh, these are more holistic uh pieces that are pulled off that benefit the student ministry because the families are coming and bringing their yeah. students. Um, They're and- even
0: more intentional even with what student involvement looks like and a whole family feel and getting a large portion of families present Absolutely. at that event where, you know, we're trying to find a venue for, you know, what might be 2,000 people or 3,000 people for a family event. Correct. Might be difficult, but yeah.
1: Well, that and in, it's easier as a family unit, I think, at times to invite a whole nother family and yeah, their that's kids true. That's true. that are outside of um, like non churchgoers um, or non woodside people in our context um, to come along to something like that as well. Uh, so those are just a couple of examples, but I know our smaller campuses or our um, other campuses have done great things to just create like CT saying like that kind of culture or feel of their own student ministry that can go a long way in their context to build relationships and to just grow and create space to grow.
0: One of the things that allows for that freedom to happen is something that we've talked about before prior on, on the show is our school year and our summer game plan where we implement, uh, it's founded upon our DNA and our philosoph- uh, our philosophy to, to ministry. I've, uh, I've sent our DNA document and our game plan document to about 15 plus of you and multi-site churches here over the last couple of weeks. And, uh, and so sharing, you know, some of that is founded off of, uh, you know, Kurt Johnson's principle of red light, yellow light, green light. Uh, our philosophy is also based off of orange and lead small principles. Uh, and so it allows us to say, hey, here at a campus level, here's the red light, the buck stops here, the non-negotiable things that we're going to do, whether it's a, a retreat, uh, whether it is our small group series, a yellow light, uh, where it's like, Hey, you, we have to do this, but you have the opportunity to kind of decide what that's going to look like for you and your campus or green light. Some of the things that CT has even hit on as like, Hey, this is how I'm going to approach ministry here at this campus because of our context, which you are able to fully, fully go, uh, within that, within those systems, uh, and thinking through, through this, uh, one of the, the questions that got submitted is from John Berkmeyer, uh, currently at Anthem Church, has done some stuff with multi-site churches as well. And he kind of hits that attention that, thing that we've seen and other we've heard from other multi-site churches. I want to read what he wrote, ask a question and, and let us process it. He writes this, most churches, that have gone multi-site still function like a church in one location. Vision leadership systems haven't changed, and as a result you have people constantly feeling out of the loop or like their campus is the stepchild campus. In student ministry in particular this can get really bad. Uh guys and girls in those roles want to be heard, they have a vision ideal for their ministry and they feel like they get shut down by the bigger campus. Well folks at the bigger campus feel like they're doing all they can to give them a seat at the table. Uh and so how have we seen this tension and, and how we've seen this tension addressed within our, our context? What, what advice would we give to address that tension based off our own experience?
2: Yeah, I think uh, for me, this is, is a good segue into what I think is a huge uh, of, of two building blocks that you got to get. Uh, so the first of the two, I would say, is relationship. Um, between your central staff, your main campus staff, and and the other guys working at the other campuses. Um, and that's something that Joe and Kim are exemplary at, is building real, transparent, um, significant relationships with the guys who are at the campuses. Um, We have, uh, amongst many things that we do to connect in relationship, we have our annual student ministry retreat Mm -hmm. and- uh, Just
0: staff retreat, staff retreat. Sorry, yes, student
2: ministry staff retreat. Um, And um, there's a time that we have there, I've been to two now, Uh, where we go around, share what's been in our big things from the year, and then we pray for one another, and each time there are grown men weeping (laughs) in one another's arms. Very Um, true, very true, every time. Just saying it, we laugh at it, but honestly, it's an indication of how much we love one another. How much we care for one another, just the the safety that we feel to share our hearts um, to the point of tears, and that's just one glimpse of it. Uh, we have a text thread where we text each other basically daily. Um, we celebrate one another's birthdays. Um, we just we just really like one another, and and Joe and Kim set that standard. So that's what I would say. If you want this to work. You've got to know and you've got to love and invest in personally the guys who are in your campuses. If that's not there, then, you know, when those tensions exist, you don't feel the safety to go to them and say, hey, I'm having this issue. You know, there's always this uh, fear or anxiety or you're stepping on their toes. Like we don't feel that if, if there's an issue, we come to them because um, – we know they love us and they know we love them it's not a competition or anything like that Um, so as a central staff i can't encourage you enough reach out to joe and kim and say what do you guys do uh to show love and and win the trust of the different staff at your campuses
0: Kim, your thoughts on that and how have you looked to in that role? That was great, CT. Thank you. Uh, How have you looked in that role to invite in the opportunity for these guys to feel, though, and not just feel, but know that they have a voice in on the conversation uh, and aren't just being handed uh, a box and a directive and saying, hey, do this in this way or get out?
1: So. absolutely for i think starting just from like the roles and responsibilities all the way up to our meeting structure i you know it's our desire to create that space where everybody has a voice in two different pieces um even within our hubs and our core team um so something that has come out of this season moving into central has just been a core team of student directors and pastors and from that they each Oversee different student and student directors and pastors over the other campuses called hubs. And with the idea of, hey, those guys at those other campuses have the opportunity to share thoughts, share ideas, get their voice in to that person on the core team, to that pastor on the core team to bring back to the table and say, hey, Caleb at the Farmington Hills campus really wanted it, wants this to be heard at this meeting or like this is a piece from one of our other campuses that, um, you know, they just feel called to, to for it to yeah. be a part of Fall Retreat. Um, how could we work that in? How could yeah. we talk about that as a team um, so that all the voices from all the campuses are represented But at times we have the tension of, you know, having 15 people around a table and you, you bring up something or you put something out there and it could be three hours before we even come to any sort of like (laughs) trying to come to a conclusion on which direction to go. So that's where like the core team has really come into a great play in those moments of like, hey, important uh, foreshadowing like uh, long-term decisions or like bigger decisions. Let's kind of create that to be a space, but we're not eliminating the other campuses voices in that. It's the, then the ask to the core team of like, Hey, I try my best to give them a, the agenda or what we're talking about at core team prior to the meeting so that they can go to their hubs and say, hey, here's what we're talking about. Here's what yeah. um, we're bringing to the table. Do you have any thoughts, anything you want, um, you know, heard? And that way they can put their voice in and it can be heard around the table of a few and a decision can be made or it can be implemented and talked through or that person can be brought in yeah. to the core team. Yeah. Say, so, hey, come in
0: and talk today yeah. about this specific topic. We want to hear more about this. And yeah. Yeah. That's I think the having what what c t said building that trust so you know that your voice is valued in on the conversation and just taking the time to get to 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 spend that time with one another uh, and and cheer each other on and champion one another, and then reminding them and inviting them in to the conversation. sometimes we just assume and think that somebody would just step up and just say, "Oh, yeah, hey, like if you have an idea, just share it and sometimes. They might not know if that's their place. They want to they're, they're trying to find that role. They've seen perhaps another time where, you know, somebody else was shut down so they could buy a lot to contribute there and and so on and so forth. So I think it's starting there uh, with building that relationship, reminding them, even by simply just inviting them to the table and to speak uh, and say, mm-hmm. "We want to hear from you because I think we have to there's a few things to remember there. It's like you, you we we oftentimes can be very great players, but very bad teammates and teams win championships Uh, and so you might be killing it, but if you're not being a great teammate by taking that time and texting in that thread or texting other people and just saying, Hey, how are you doing? How can I pray for you guys? I'm excited for God has in store for us this year. Uh, and, and, and just constantly looking to encourage and to edify, or even say, Hey man, I saw what you just posted up on your Instagram. That looks so sweet. What you did last night with your students, uh, and this that culture of encouragement yep. uh, and just that cheering and celebrating. And remember, we are all on the same team. Mm-hmm. Yes. Your multi-site team is literally a team. So how good of teammates are you being to one another? Yeah. Uh, and I think being able to sit around that table and knowing sometimes it might take three hours of just collaborative compromise mm-hmm. uh, and being willing to, to, to die to self, die to, yeah. hey, My idea might not be the best idea, but what I want to see happen at this table is the best idea to emerge. And we'll figure out all the sticky details as to what it looks like at Romeo and Farmington and Warren and Troy and every other campus. Uh, but we're going to do it as a team. And so I think that's the biggest thing that helps with that, uh, is just addressing tensions, holding up that mirror and realizing these are the tensions, these are the flaws, these are the realities. How do we best minister to students and how do we best work as a team, in order to do so, with those realities at play, uh, and so that that kind of wraps all the questions that we had. Do you guys have anything else that you'd like to add before we kind of put a bow on this little Q and A session here today?
2: Yeah, I, I'll, I'll finally throw it in there because the regular red, yellow, green light we didn't quite get. Um, but I just want to say, you know, along with relationships, I I feel like another big building block for the multi-site relationship between central and campus is expectations. Um, and that's another thing Joe and Kim do really well at is, uh, really let us know what their expectations are of us. Um, if, if something is a red light, that means we, we we're definitely in. So I'm not, Guessing as to what I am um, de facto got to do. Hope week, fall retreat, um, winter retreat with middle schoolers. I got to do, and then I also know the things I have options on. Things that are considered yellow light things. I can opt in. I can opt out, um, and so forth. So there's just there's clear expectations. So I'm never um, guessing as to what is being expected of me.
0: That's good, and it's early on exactly as well yeah there's no there's no surprise in the times in which something has popped up it's always been communicate hey we know this is this is not the norm uh, and so let's just address you know how we're going to best elephant approach in the this room. yeah mm-hmm. like right. this just popped like, up on all of our plates yep. or hey this is even an opportunity you know we had an opportunity to do a flag football tournament with uh, another uh, church down the road and I was like, hey, if you want to step into this, step into it. It wasn't on the plan back in March last year. Uh, it's October now. Some guys did, some guys didn't, but there was no uh, expectation or weight of like, oh man, if I don't do this, is it going to look bad? Or they're going to be upset that I didn't hop in and should I have done? It's nope. it's just yeah. knowing that and addressing those certain things when they pop up. Kim, anything else? I'm golden. You are golden, Kim. We are where we are at because of you. And we are at the end of the episode here now. As always, guys, thanks for the love. Thanks for sending in your questions. Keep sending in those questions uh, and continue to follow us on all of the social medias, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It is multi-multi-podcasts across the platforms rate, subscribe, review, share, uh, and continue, uh, to let us know how we can best come alongside you, encourage you. Uh, and we again, always want to hear from you guys. It's been an encouragement and edifying to us to grow alongside you. We don't have all the answers, uh, and we're looking to, to grow together as a team here. And so thank you guys. Uh, in the, the, the words of our host, EJ Swanson, we love you. God loves you more.
1: Amen.
0: Thanks, guys. (laughs)